Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The candidates met Joe Hogsett, Democrat, mayor of Indianapolis, the opponent, candidate Republican Jefferson Shreve. This was the historic urban neighborhoods of Indianapolis and Indiana landmarks. That was who hosted uh, the, the forum. They talked roads. They talked pedestrian safety, diversity in leadership. Of course, the one answer you cannot get was where was Joe Hogsett for two nights of riots? Where was he? The question that doesn't get answered is one that is um, quite spectacular. Now, uh, allow me to address the elephant in the room. I have heard 9 million rumors, and I'm not playing any music, we're not joking around right now, 9 million rumors about Joe Hogsett on the night, the two nights of riots. Let me say for the record, I don't actually give a damn about rumors. It's nonsense. And I've had people come up to me, Tony, this is what happened. No, you don't. Don't lie to me. Don't pretend you're in the know when you're not. I personally find it insulting because you now want me to take that and say, well, that's enough, and then bring it to air? Put a reputation on the line, put a station on the line, put sponsors on the line for a rumor? No. Not a chance. The answer to the question, where was Joe Hogsett for two nights of riots, Was he engaged in any level of command? What proof do we have of that command and of his whereabouts? Well, uh, the key word there, the operative word being proof. That the Hogshead administration doesn't provide it shows you what despicable children the Hogshead administration is made up of. Nothing but children. But the bigger question or the bigger conversation has to go to the people of Indianapolis. Why are you voting for this guy? Abortion? Hoosiers in Marion County are going to vote for mayor based on the conversation of abortion. This is what the Indiana Democrats want. Let's ask the question this way. Are you so easily led? Or are you, the Hoosiers of Indianapolis, the Hoosiers of Marion County, capable of recognizing when you're being lied to, when you're being sandbagged, and most importantly, when you're being taken advantage of, and even more important than that, disrespected? The Democratic Party of Indiana, the Democrats of Marion County, have no respect for you. They'll talk about abortion and Trump as if those are the subjects. No, the subject is the safety of your children and potholes.
they think that you can be easily swayed with conversations of abortion and Trump. The mayor of Indianapolis has nothing to do with Trump. The mayor of Indianapolis will not be able to make a decision statewide on abortion or citywide. They can have their own personal opinions. They can make their own speeches, but they can't change policy. That will be the state. So you got to vote for that as well if it's something you believe. But your city is dying. It has no vision. It's unsafe. And Joe Hogsett's been the mayor for eight years. You're going to give that guy four more years? What are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? And if you say to me, well, Trump, well, abortion, well, then the Indiana Democratic Party was right. They thought you a fool and you decided to go along with it. But I don't think you're a fool. And I don't think you think you're a fool. We're getting lied to by Joe Hogsett and his team about those two nights of riots. They can't answer the question because either he wasn't there or he's an incompetent leader who let the city burn. Pick one. He was absent or he was incapable. And I don't know if I care which one you pick. But if you let them make the claim of this election's about abortion and Trump, when this election is about your kids' safety and potholes, you let them get away with that? My God. What kind of city do you think you're going to get? It'll be the city you damn well deserve. I just think you deserve better. And it's not just the mayor's race. We got a city county council race to look at. Libby Glass, the libertarian in the 13th. She will be with us next. Keep it here. I'm Tony Kapp. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The race for mayor is not the only race. And I know there are people looking at the mayor's race in Indianapolis and saying, uh, I'm mad at Jefferson Shreve because of his gun plan. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, I thought it was a bad plan, too. I think he's got some uh, people who gave him bad advice uh, around him. I've been clear about this. Uh, I also believe that if that means you're not going to vote in the mayor's race, you're ridiculous. If you want me to tell it to you nose to nose, I'll do that. You're ridiculous if you're not going to vote in this election. Never mind that his plan can't get through the state. He felt he needed a gun plan because of the makeup of Marion County. No, I think you need to have clarity in the makeup of Marion County. Things aren't working under Joe Hogsett. Doesn't matter what he calls me or what he says under his breath, what he says behind closed doors. What matters is you in Indianapolis don't have a good city. You deserve one. And to do that, you have to make a change. And after eight years of Joe Hogsett, a change is necessary. But changes are also necessary on the city county council. And if you're on the political right, you cannot rely on the Republican Party to make those changes because they've shown you they won't do the work on the state level. One of the people looking to make a change is Libby Glass, libertarian for the city council district number 13, Libby, L-I-B-B-Y for Liberty, I-N, that's number four, that's an I-N, Libby for Liberty, I-N.com, who got into this race because 
she saw who was running in her district and said, uh, we could do better than this. Uh, Libby joins us uh, again. Talk to me. It's been uh, about a month since we last spoke. How has the campaign been going? What have been the new roadblocks? Hi, uh, it's nice to talk to you again. Hopefully I'm a little less nervous. Um, I've been canvassing a lot around the neighborhood, around my neighborhood and several other neighborhoods in my district. And talking to a bunch of people, um, crime is a big concern of them. Um, uh, Lots of, uh, oh, my nerves are coming again. Yes. Um, It's all right. I know. So crime has been uh, a big conversation piece. Uh, I'm, that I'm, I'm not surprised by. But what is it when they discuss crime? Is there something specific that's coming up? Well, so I've had two um, ride-alongs with a uh, police department but, uh, since our last uh, talk, and um, I've been talking with several of the officers in the um, command, and they're they're frustrated because they can't chase for stolen cars, they can't um, pursue for speeding, they can't do anything. Um, so why why even try? They have to, they can't, um, they have to sit, if they could sit at one corner and watch six people um, all day, or many people all day breaking the law, but they can't do anything about it, and they're just being handcuffed by policy and um ordinances and things like that. So you're having these ride-alongs with police and they're saying Mm -hmm. that they can't do their job properly. Is that a function of the mayor or is that a function of the city county council to which you will uh, be, that that you're running for? So I think it's a combination of all aspects of government. Um, They try to overreach. They try to protect um, people in ways that they have good intentions, let's say, but there are unintended consequences to a lot of good intentions. Um, there's there's a whole podcast um, list that I listened to called that called that specific thing on Reason TV. But um, anyway, <laughs> the the idea that the road to hell is paved with good intentions is yeah. certainly. Uh, not uh, anathema to us. Talking to Libby Glass, uh, she is running in the 13th uh, district. Libby for LibertyIn.com. You got into this race, nerves and all, uh, because <laughs> you saw that nobody was running against this guy, Jesse Brown, uh, who you're running against. Uh, I'm on his website. Uh, I don't think I'm wrong in calling him a socialist, a guy who discusses housing for all and, and a lot of very, very, uh, what I would describe as, as radical plans. Was it his politics that made you get in, or was there was there another piece? Well, so it wasn't. I got into the race because um, I saw that the Democrat Party was running unopposed. It wasn't until... It was after that when I noticed his policies and started researching my opponent. Um, and I genuinely, um, I genuinely think that he thinks that what he is doing is right, but it's wrong. Um, taking people's property, um, and which is basically what socialism is, is um, is not right. And um, doing things like that just because. He, you think that that's the best place, thing to do isn't right. And um, doing it for the good intention 
is just unintended consequences um, come arrive. Oh, jeez. Man, you hate interviews, <laughs> but you're running. Like, that's yeah. got to be a weird moment. You're like, I, like I know how I'm going to vote, but describing it is difficult. So let me get into that. Take a minute. Take a breath. Talk to me about the issues that we're discussing, whether these are, are crime issues, crime prevention issues, or which is policing issues, uh, the growing of the city. Are there specific instances of legislation that you've been looking at, things that the city county council has done where you are saying, I would do something different? Is there, is, is there a specific, like a vote for Libby Glass means this is the kind of vote you can expect from me? So I was at the mayoral uh, forum last night, and there was a lot of talk about um, what we can do to um, encourage affordable housing and also businesses. And I want to reduce government regulation. I believe that excess government regulations hinder the housing market ability to provide affordable options. I will advocate for reducing zoning restrictions building codes and other regulations that increase the cost of construction and limit housing supply. I argue that increasing competition among housing providers would lead to lower prices, removing barriers to entry for new developers and encouraging a diverse range of housing options. So when you see Jesse Brown discuss the fact uh, that um, Everybody has to live in a safe, secure home without needing to pay more than 30% of, of their income. It seems to me that what he is uh, kind of advocating for is some level of government-funded housing. You oppose this? Yeah. I, I'm a libertarian, man. I want the government to be out of all that stuff. I think we should um, have community organizations that help people who um, I'm going to be talking with an organization in a couple of weeks that is trying to help older, older people stay in their homes with um, when they can't afford to fix it up or their um, mortgage has gone up and they can't afford that. And those kind of um, community organizations that help themselves help grow the strength of their community without the stranglehold that government tends to grow into. They may start out with the good intention of supporting a of supporting a community, but it ends up, it's like, like I used the analogy last time with, with when you buy a tree and you have the support system that keeps the little sapling upright, if you don't remove those support systems, eventually the bark will, the, the supports will eat into the bark and destroy the tree. So that's what a government should be. It should be a temporary support system and eventually be one that when the community or the tree is strong enough to stand on its own, then those support systems are removed and moved to a different place that might need support. I find it interesting, Libby, that when asked the question directly about your philosophy, there were no nerves. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that, I, I think that got noticed by a bunch of people. She's running for the Indianapolis City County Council. No Republican is running in the 13th district. No, it is. And I, I'm correct about that, right, Libby? Yes, there is no there is no Republican running in the 13th district, and I think that's going to be one of the hardest barriers I have. Is a lot of people come in. I worked at the polls for three years, um, and a lot of people come in and just vote straight party, 
And that's going to be hard for me. If you need, there's no Republican running. And if you're not a fan of a Democratic Socialist, you're not going to be able to vote straight party. Therefore, Libby Glass, LibbyForLibertyIN.com. Libby, number four, LibertyIN.com. Check her out, donate, uh, be supportive. Win the 13th District. The Libertarians have a good shot here. Let's make it happen. Libby, I appreciate you. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Dow futures up 174. NASDAQ futures up 105. Maybe taking a look at that 10-year treasury, which was hitting some pretty big numbers and expect that thing to go over 5%. Mortgage rates got themselves to, what was it, 7.83%? Is that what happened yesterday? 30-year fixed? 7.83? Yes, that was the average 30-year fixed yesterday. So what's fascinating is the average mortgage in America is 3.6%. That is the effective mortgage rate of all outstanding mortgages is 3.6. So you got to think of the amount of people who have it under 3.6 and all these new mortgages that have come up at these five, six, and now sevens. And nobody thinks that it's going to be done. No one thinks it's going to be over. Now, I, I will uh, get into the story uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a hugger, except I am. I, I'm going to tell the story. You tell me whether or not I have an issue. This became very apparent uh, last night. Uh, it was uh, Blend Cigar Bar, their 10-year anniversary. It was uh, their white party, and, and uh, I, I was there for a part of it, got there got there late. And I, I will tell the story, uh, not only uh, about the hug, but also um, it's very rare uh, that someone uh, gives me a hard time for the show. This was... This was the most peculiar, passive-aggressive, my God, man, you need to have sex badly story I, I, will, I may have ever experienced. It was just weird. But I missed yesterday, and I apologize for it. Trust me, I did not want to miss the morning after the insane debate. If you caught me on Tony Katz today, yesterday, you know where I'm at. The podcast is available uh, over there at WIBC.com. Producer Jonathan's been working hard on that thing. We've been making changes, adding things, building. It's been great. You've been responding to it. We greatly appreciate it. Head on over to WIBC.com and make sure you get the podcast. Tony Katz in the morning news, Tony Katz today, whatever it is. But I missed the music moment. And I was just, I was just feeling a bit uh, what, what they call in the business nostalgic is, is what I was. Feeling a bit nostalgic. So I went to 1985 and I said, uh, here, here's a, a song I grew up with. And, uh, and so that's it. Uh, we don't play enough R.E.M. around here. We don't. And we need to. Driver 8. Roll down your window, step outside, things are going to be okay. The world's crazy, we don't have to be. Turn it up.
the world is crazy. We don't have to be. You take a moment. You play some music. Get your head on right. You go back out there and you fight. They're crazy. Not us. We have no plans of being crazy, nor driven crazy by them. A little bit of relaxation often helps. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. From that first day of impeachment inquiry, well, considering how the political left has no interest in actual data, uh, I will take that any arguments they have against or complaints they have should be completely ignored. Ignored. Don't worry about them. Worry about the data. Worry about whether or not... Biden was indeed part of a scheme to take bribes for influence. Worry about the facts. If the facts don't bear out, we move on with our day. But man, to ignore the facts is super weird. Super duper weird. Also, we are getting reports, I'm finally able to confirm, Senator Dianne Feinstein has passed away at the age of 90. This just breaking uh, this morning. This will change some things in the Senate for sure. News is going to start pouring out. Uh, News showing up on a social media site is not news. Uh, I was able to verify the report uh, over at uh, ABC7. Uh, news the first um, uh, this coming out of San Francisco Um, thus uh, I have what I feel is confirmation social media not being enough for me to have broke that story of course Diane Feinstein has been in ill health there had been questioned about her her being cogent or competency her daughter had uh, power of attorney there were votes in which her team was telling her no this is how you want to vote she forgot that she had taken time off for an, an illness that won't be her whole story these are just the stories as of late as people have noticed that she was in very deteriorating health the story is going to be of her as one, which she wasn't the first female senator. Was she? She was the first, uh, she was the first woman uh, to be mayor of San Francisco. She was uh, one of two of the first women elected to the U.S. Senate from California. From California, her and Barbara Boxer. So those stories will come out. Those stories will be breaking. And there will be a question about what this does to the Senate as it is about to engage in some votes. Now, again, I did not take the confirmation from social media. I took the confirmation from source. And not only did they say that uh, she passed away, but they took one of their people and put them by name as having confirmed uh, that Senator Dianne Feinstein has uh, passed away. NBC News now also breaking that story. This is going to be a very large story uh, today. 
the questions of how it affects some of the legislation happening, how it affects a, a shutdown conversation, etc. That's going to be a part of this. There is a shutdown conversation. The shutdown's coming. They did not get the job done. You can argue that McCarthy didn't get the job done of having the Republicans together. You can argue that McCarthy didn't get the job done of recognizing where Republicans need to be. You can argue that the Democrats absolutely stalled and stalled and stalled to the last minute to try and apply pressure, and that's no way to run a country. You can argue that Chuck Schumer is unwilling to deal with the fact that Republicans control the House. You can do all of these things. But here we are. Here we are, we will be at shutdown. That's going to happen, and it's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know by what miracle we think some kind of continuing resolution is going to take place because uh, the Senate is not interested in the House version, and the House has been very clear that they are not interested in the Senate version at all. Uh, a, a a quick uh, story, if I may. And I will catch you guys at noon for Tony Katz today. We will talk uh, the updates on the passing of, of Senator Dianne Feinstein, now being reported uh, by Fox News. Uh, and uh, this looter in Philadelphia, this Instagram influencer named Meatball, who was laughing and cheering at the looting in Philly, and then she got arrested, and then she's crying, and now she's saying uh, she's experienced trauma. The looter experienced trauma for being arrested. Man, what a world. What a world. So I'm at this event yesterday, this this thing at, at Blend Bar Cigar, their 10-year anniversary. And one of the servers is, is there, one of the, the people who helps you out. And they, they have a great group of people. Uh, Richard and, and, and Brian and Michael, great, great, great group of people. And I was telling her because she's she's younger. They they had hired some of the, some some younger people, and they're excellent at what they do. And I was explaining to her, you know, you guys should be proud of yourselves. We we see you. We recognize the work that you do. Those of us who are there regularly and appreciate it. And she wanted to give me a hug. She appreciated the compliment. She wanted to give me a hug. I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. And I, and I'm wondering, am I the only one? Because there are some people I do hug. There are people who are where it's age appropriate. There are people who. Uh, I, I I know, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. Do you think that's weird that I didn't? No. Is that, I don't know if that, that's, I don't know, maybe someone thinks it's weird. Like, to me it seemed like the very, it seemed like the absolutely right thing to do. Yeah, like, I, no, 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 I, I don't do that, but I appreciate that you appreciate the compliment. Just take the compliment. I didn't take the hug. I think some people saw that as weird. I don't know. I thought that was the right thing. Sometimes it's just a, hey, thanks, and that's it. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. But I got to get into uh, the, I, I'll try and hit the story at noon. The guy was like, Tony Katz, hate your show. Okay, thanks. And then just the weirdest, weirdest comment. Like, are you looking for a fight? And why? Just, you're smoking a cigar, having a drink, just have fun. Good Lord.